0: Welcome to the BBC Music Magazine podcast. You can subscribe to the magazine by visiting classical-music.com or to our interactive iPad edition by visiting itunes.com. BBC Music Magazine is now an official Apple Music curator and you can listen to our exclusive playlists by visiting applemusic.com slash bbcmm. Welcome to this episode of the BBC Music Magazine podcast in which we're exploring our September recording of the month. I'm Rebecca Franks, the magazine's acting deputy editor and joining me in the studio today is Eleanor Cooper, our editorial assistant. Hello. Where Air You Walk is a programme of arias written for Handel's favourite tenor. here sung by Alan Clayton and joined by the choir and orchestra of classical opera and conductor Ian Page. It's on the Signum label. So to get going, let's hear an extract from the opening track of the disc, Tune Your Harps to Cheerful Strains, from Esther. So that was Alan Clayton singing Tune Your Heart to Cheerful Strains. This was probably the music that Handel first heard his favourite tenor performing. So, Eleanor, who was the singer who earned the accolade of being Handel's favourite tenor?
1: So John Bidd was an English tenor and vocal performer in Extraordinary to King George III of England. I'm going to read a description by composer Charles Dibden, which he wrote in his Complete History of the English Stage in 1797. He writes, "'His voice was sound, male, powerful and extensive.' His tones were natural and he had flexibility enough to execute any passages, however difficult. So as you said, uh, Beard probably came to Handel's attention while he was still a boy chorister at the Chapel Royal. The Chapel Choir staged a performance of Handel's Esther, um, in which Beard is credited as the priest Israelite. After his voice broke, he left the Chapel Royal Choir and within a fortnight he made his debut in Handel's revival production of Il Pastor Fido as Silvio. He quickly became one of Handel's favourite singers, which was significant in an age where castrati and sopranos were actually the divas of the opera scene. And Handel wrote many roles for Beard, including the title roles of Samson, Judas Maccabeus and Jephthah. Beard had a very interesting life. Um, And in 1739, there was a bit of a scandal when he secretly married Lady Henrietta Herbert, who was daughter of the Earl of Waldegrave, in a ceremony at Fleet Prison. This led to the excellent insult from a certain Lord Egmont who said that Beard had no prudence below the girdle. He had a uh, rather sad life with Lady Henrietta Herbert as her family were very disapproving and she died 15 years later. After she died, he then married um, the daughter of the manager of Covent Garden Opera House um, which led to him taking over as uh, manager of the opera house in 1761 Um, and then he sold it when he wanted to retire in 1767 and retired to Hampton and died in 1791. He sounds like an absolutely fascinating character. And actually, in the booklet
0: notes uh, by David Vickers, it's a wonderfully detailed history of his life and his relationship with Handel. Uh, I think that's really worth pointing out, actually, because, you know, booklet notes can be such a mixed bag. But Mm -hmm. here are some really excellent, detailed, interesting, lively, colourful notes.
1: Yeah, the particularly nice thing is that you have a general overview of Beard's um, career, and then for each track, he goes into more detail about specifically what Beard's involvement in, in that um, opera or oratorio would have been, which is lovely to, to kind of read along with.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. Okay, well, let's hear another taster from this disc. Uh, now, let's hear to Vive e Punito from Act Two of Ariodante. Um, here, Beard played the role of Ariodante's brother, and in this extract, he's, well, in the whole aria, he's urging Ariodante not to kill himself.
1: To
0: Man, the chase
1: the
0: so that was Tu Vivi a e Punito from Act Two of Ariadanti, which was actually the first new Handel opera to feature a role which was specifically composed for John Beard. It's fascinating because he's one of the many singers who've been immortalised in, in Handel's operas and are now being explored by lots of um, contemporary singers in portrait programmes on CD. Uh, for instance, Yestin Davis did an aria disc exploring the first modern castrato. Um, Andreas Scholl did one for arias for Senesino. But I think there's from my point of view, I really loved the sort of balance of this program. There was virtuosity, there was reflective music, the taste of other composers. And as well as it being this sort of very historically detailed program, it was a lovely chance for Alan Clayton to explore Handel. Um, but I believe actually the person who masterminded the program was the conductor Ian Page. So I wondered if you could tell us a bit more about how it's been put together.
1: Absolutely. So Ian Page has put together, as you say, it's really fascinating overview of um, John Beard and Handel's relationship. So what we have here is a chronological description of Beard's career kind of passing through each of these operas. Um, and the, it's not just Handel on the disc. Uh, there are a couple of arias from other composers who are contemporaries of Handel but also contemporaries of Beard. So Boyce, um, there's extracts from Boyce's Solomon. Um, and Boyce was actually the same age as um, Beard, vuff, roughly. They had their same first professional engagement in the same year. Um, so they're, kind of, they're more contemporary. Um, and also uh, one from Thomas Arne and also J.C. Smith. I think it's a lovely addition to the programme to have the contrast so it's not all Handel and you can see the kind of um, historical context in which Handel was composing and also which Beard was living and performing in.
0: So let's hear an extract from one of these other composers. We're going to hear Softly Rise, O Southern Breeze from Voices of Solomon.
1: and kind
0: So that was Alan Clayton and the Orchestra of Classical Opera in Softly Rise o Southern Breeze from Boyce's Solomon. I thought this is one of those really wonderfully stylish discs, very effortless and understated in so many ways. And Alan Clayton has this wonderful melting quality almost in his voice that's irresistible, really. And I think the orchestra does a fantastic job. You just heard there the little duetting moments that they have with the voice. What, for you, made this performance special?
1: I think you're right that you can hear... Um Alan Clayton's got a very uh, special relationship with the orchestra. Um, and Ian Page actually speaks a little in his programme note about um, how he and Alan Clayton have had a relationship going a long way back to when um, Alan, I think, had his first singing job with Ian Page when he was just out of um, conservatoire. So that it's a, it's a real uh, long-standing relationship and it seems to have really come to fruition in this disc. And um, there's actually a really lovely uh, video on Classical Opera's YouTube channel of... Um, the rehearsal practice and um kind of putting together of of this disc and you can see in that the the relationship that they have is is very two-way they uh, f- the orchestra are giving ideas to it as is alan clayton as is ian page it's kind of a very collaborative thing and i think that comes across in this disc well to round off the discussion how about we hear an extract from the title track which
0: actually concludes the disc
1: Crowding to
0: That's all for this month's podcast. You can read the full review by Anna Pickard of this recording in the September issue of BBC Music Magazine and an interview with Alan Clayton. We'll be back next month to talk about another great new recording. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to this BBC Music Magazine podcast, which was produced in our Bristol studio by Jack Fletcher. For more of our podcasts, visit our website at classical-music.com or simply head to iTunes.